0: That's right, a tradition unlike any other. It is the Idaho State Baseball Tournament on idahosports.com. Now, those don't actually get started until Thursday, but we are coming at you live with our preview special tonight on idahosports.com. We are broadcasting live on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, as well as our Twitter account. We want to hear from all the fans tonight as we break down 5A, all the way down to 1A for state baseball here in 2022. My name is Brandon Bainey. The guy in the middle is Wayne DeZubek. We've got Lucas on the right. Lucas, your mic. Turn your mic off. There we go. Oh, there we go. Lucas Gebhardt as well. So uh, I'm just the the host. Wayne DeZubek and Lucas Gebhardt are going to be our broadcasters for the 5A state baseball tournament. And that's what we're talking about here over the next 15 minutes. So if you've got a question or a comment or a player, or a team you want to shout out, you want to give a, a 5A shout out, all you have to do is drop it in the comments. I will start right away with our number one fan. This is Sam Buffington. He always has the first comment for every show. And Sam <laughs> says, hello, everybody. Hello, Sam. It's great to have you with us tonight. Yeah.
1: yeah, it wouldn't be a show without Sam piping in, would it?
0: That's right. Sam lives up north where they only got one team to state. So uh, Wayne, you're coming to us from the Treasure Valley. Lucas, where are you at?
2: I currently I am in Fargo, North Dakota for <laughs> work. Um, I fly back to Boise tomorrow afternoon, and then uh, ready to hit the ground running uh, Thursday for the for this tournament. should be a, Should be a good time.
0: Yeah, no doubt. This five A tournament, I think, is going to be really exciting. Sam wants to give a shout out to that one team from the north that made it. Shout out to Lewiston and Cruz Hepburn. Oh, we're going to talk about Cruz in just a little bit. <laughs> Sam also says, thanks, Wayne. You as well. So, there we go. That's right. Okay. Well, let, let's do it. Let's throw that bracket up on the screen. I love breaking down these brackets. This time of year, they call me brackets baney because I love dissecting these brackets. So let's put the 5A bracket up on the screen. It's gonna kind of lop off all of our faces, but that's okay. People don't want to see that anyways. So, <laughs> so here's how we go. It's it's number one mountain view against number eight, Idaho Falls. This is the first year that the state baseball tournaments will be seeded by Max Prep's rankings, regular season only. So Mountain View gets Idaho Falls in the 1-8 matchup. Uh, The 4-5, Sam's Lewiston Bengals will take on uh, a first-year program, the Owyhee Storm getting to state, pretty impressive. Rocky Mountain, the two seed, they'll take on Bora, the number seven seed, and it's number three, Timberline, against number six, Highland. Wayne, what, what jumps out to you right away as the uh, most appealing matchup?
1: Well, I don't know about an appealing matchup. I just like the fact we have four 20-win teams. we got three teams there that have 21 wins on the year, another one that's got 20. we got a district champion at Mount View coming in here. Uh, Mountain View has done a great job pitching-wise. They've gone 20 consecutive innings without giving up a run. Part of that's because they beat Rocky Mountain 1-0 and 6-0 in their two district games. But, you know, um, really – I don't know. I, intriguing for me it might be a little bit of Lewiston and Why he's done a good job with their first-year programs. They did it in basketball. Now they're doing it in baseball, Making State. Uh, they just, they're just they on the kind of a roll. They're the five seed. And I always like those four or five matchups. It'll be interesting to see. Lewiston, I feel, has the gunpowder to get it done. But uh, he has been a surprise all year, and I expect the same on Thursday.
0: Yeah. We talk about Wayne every week, every, every time a why he does something, it's an historic event, right? It's the first in school history, right? Because they're a, a brand new school. Lucas, what jumps out to you right away when you look at this bracket?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with Wayne. I like that Lewis and Hawaii matchup. You know why he's kind of an interesting team, uh, you don't really – I don't really know what I'm going to get from Hawaii in this tournament. They've been kind of up and down throughout the year. they played uh, some of the top teams in the SIC really close. So, top teams we're talking, you know, Mountain View, Timberline, and Rocky. They have a one-and-four record against those, uh, those teams throughout the year. But those four losses, two of them were by one run, and um, the other two were – I mean, all those losses have been really close. Three runs or less. So – uh, that, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, the other one I think might be kind of interesting is that first one, uh, Mountain View and Idaho Falls. Uh, Idaho Falls has got a, a kid on the mound that I'm sure they'll start Thursday. He's 7-0, and got a real low ERA. Uh, but, you know, pitching is really kind of what's going to get it done in this tournament. The teams that have the depth are going to be the ones that make the runs. But if you get a good pitching performance um, from, from Idaho Falls on Thursday and you, you get a couple hits late in the game – Never know. So that, that one I think will be interesting. Uh, Mountain View's got some really good arms as well. But I think, you know, don't overlook Idaho Falls in that eight seed. They did end up winning their conference this year. So,
1: yeah. And I like Lewiston too. You got Killian Fox in there with a 0.54 ERA. I think Lewiston will probably go with him. He's their, their top pitcher on the mound. So, you know, you don't know. I mean, they're going to go out there and Lewiston will bring it with for Owyhee and Hawaii will see somebody they haven't seen all year long. That's what's fun about the state. You're seeing pitchers you haven't had it face. And it makes a big difference.
0: And everybody's got a guy. They're all going to throw that guy on Thursday, probably, which makes it the most unpredictable day for sure. Friendly reminder, post your comments or ask the guys a question. If you want to ask Wayne or Lucas, you don't want to ask me any questions, but if you want to ask Wayne (laughs) or Lucas, um, drop a comment. We'll throw it up on the screen how about will dog two six let's go highland and mr christian colonel he's he's the longtime baseball coach at highland and and yeah let's talk about this this matchup with highland coming up they, they come in as the sixth seed and i think people might be sleeping on them a little bit the only problem is is they get timberline right out of the gate
1: yeah 21 and 4 but they got a kid named Gunnar wilheim we'll talk about him later but i mean when you're batting 561 guys uh I mean, that means you know what to do with the bat. I mean, that's something else. And they got Drew Hymas, who's also batting like 372, something like that. They got a couple of kids that can hit the ball and the Rams will make that trip over here. And you're right. I mean, they're 19 and 10 on the year. They were eight and four in the high country conference. So they, they, they know how to win. They can get it done.
0: Lucas, let me ask you. Highland comes in as the sixth seed. Idaho falls, the eighth seed. They're both from the same district. Uh, Idaho falls and and Highland kind of uh, beat up on each other throughout the year. Five, uh, Four of the top five seeds all come from District 3, the SIC. Is that because of the max preps rankings, because it was so top-heavy this year, that rising tide lifted all boats, and that's why we're seeing all those Boise schools get the juicy top seeds?
2: Yeah, I mean, sure. It, it, you can't talk about that without really kind of talking about you know the weather in Boise. They, you know, teams in Boise, they could play much earlier than the teams in the north or the east. So, I mean, that obviously has a, has a factor playing in it as well. But, uh, you know, those teams from the east, you, you know, Highland's a team that uh, is no stranger to the state tournament, same team with Idaho Falls. Uh, you know, they made a couple runs when Idaho Falls was down at the 4A level. So, uh, but you, you look at this bracket, five of the eight teams are from the SIC this year. That's over half of the bracket. Over half of the teams in this tournament are from the SIC. So you look at that, and you have to say, okay, this this is where you know you kind of look at the SSC uh, tournament, and I know they had a championship too, but you kind of look at that as a as kind of a pre-state tournament almost. So you look at what teams uh, played well in, in that in that bracket, and what teams kind of left it short a little bit. And I kind of look at Timberline as one of those teams that uh, maybe left a little bit on the table in the in the district tournament. So uh, kind of look for Timberline to to make some noise this weekend. Yeah,
1: I yeah, agree Tim. With they were twelve and three. Uh, in SIC play, Timberline was. So I agree with you. They've got the potential to really get hot and come at you.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to to watch uh, Timberline and how they kind of uh, defend their crown, so to speak. Uh, everybody that's watching tonight, do two things. First of all, jump in and give us a comment. You know, it's it's boring if it's just the three of us talking. I mean, We can come up with topics on our own, but we want to hear from you, the fans. So drop us a comment. We'll throw it up on the screen. Also, as you're watching this video, no matter where you're at, give it a like. Because what will happen is not everybody could be with us tonight. Maybe they're going to watch it tomorrow or the next day. The more people that like this video and share it, the more eyeballs are going to see it. You know, I don't know exactly how the social media algorithms work. That's a a point of discussion in the news lately. But uh, the more you like it, the more you share it, the more people are going to be able to see it. So go ahead and hit that like button. It takes two seconds. And uh, don't forget to to drop us a comment as well. Here is uh, Sam with a question. Did Highland win their district championship by chance? That's a great question, Sam. And I will tell you that you can still go to the homepage at Idahosports.com and look at all of the district brackets and how everything shook out, not just in baseball, but in softball as well. So the way that district five, six works guys is um, they have a play in game because there's five teams and then one plays the play in game winner, two plays three, and they play in kind of a best of three game series. And then the two winners meet up for the championship and another best of three game series that happened to be Idaho Falls and Highland and Idaho Falls did sweep that five to two and eight to three. So how wild is this guys? Idaho Falls wins the district. They're seated eighth. Highland seated sixth. What's up with
1: that? I know you can't ever figure it out, but you just got, you know what? The bottom line is they'll play them on Thursday. They'll play them on Friday and they'll play them on Saturday. And that's what you got to do. You got to be ready for a three-day run and make it go. Uh, you know, one thing we haven't talked about is that Rocky Mountain-Bora game. Bora got in there through a play-in game. They beat Coeur and They were down 3 nothing to the Vikings in that ball game. Came back 1 at 4-3-8. So is taken on a team very familiar to them in Rocky Mountain. And Rocky Mountain should be favored big time in that ball game. But you know what? When you win a playing game like Bora did going on the road, having to go up to Lewiston and play it, uh, you know, you got a little momentum going for you, and you're not intimidated by Rocky Mountain. You've seen him, you know him, and you think you can beat him.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh pretty interesting in that you know, I think a lot of people thought Coeur d'Alene was gonna be there. You know, Cordelaine led that conference year in, uh year out, you know, led it all year long. Uh got knocked off by Lewiston in the district championship. And then the playing game, all it takes is one bad day. And looking for uh, getting there to the finish line. Here's a comment from Chad Tolman. Mound Aces Thursday. Going to be fun. Go Rams. So we talked about this, guys. This is where everybody's got a guy that they can throw, right? Everybody's got a number one. The team that wins state, though, is the team that has got not just two guys anymore, but three because of the new pitch count rules. And that's been a topic of conversation this year, Lucas. So when you you look at these teams, who who has deep enough pitching? to get all the way to the finish line.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, like, like you said, Brandon, everyone's got a guy and that's one through eight, but the teams that that make these deep runs are the teams that got two, three, four guys uh, to me, obviously mountain view, Rocky Timberline, all three of those teams have incredibly deep pitching staff. So obviously those are the top three seeds. So those are, uh, you know, your top three uh, teams that are, you're kind of looking at. Um, but you, you just you look at those teams and you say, okay, the SIC got five teams in for a reason, and it's because almost every team out of the SIC can pitch and they can hit the ball. But to me, I think the teams that have the deepest pitching staffs are those top three teams, and that's uh, Mountain View, Rocky, and Timberline.
0: Definitely, another comment coming in here from Will Dog Two Six. I'm happy Idaho now uses max preps for rankings. How many state championships were played? in the semifinals. And I agree. Now, is it perfect? No, but it's a lot
1: better than where we were. Right, Wayne? Yeah, I I agree. I think it is. I mean, got a national uh, venue there doing the, doing the rankings for us and, you know, they keep good track of it. The nice thing about it is if you need to know anything about, you know, the, the the teams, you go to max preps, you can find it all out. The stats are there, everything's there. And you can really analyze these teams right down to the nitty gritty and figure out what they've got. So yeah, I, I like that fact. And like you said, it may not be perfect, but it's going to be good there. Look at Lucas. He's got fans already out there in North Dakota. He's outstanding in his field. I keep thinking Dr. Paul's going to come up and talk to him or something. I know he's from Michigan, but you're you're, you're way out there in the Midwest, buddy.
2: I'm getting yelled at by, by some of my buddies who uh, trickled their way outside. It's, uh, we're we're hosted, uh, doing an event here at this uh, conference I'm at. So they're all yelling at me. So I have to be like, hey, give me yeah. a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. you,
1: you,
0: you, you mentioned, Wayne, top in his field. He is literally like in a field in North he Dakota in as well. I mean, I mean, yeah. so
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're glad to have him here. And I'm, no, I yeah. just need you to get back. I need you to get back in time for Thursday's opening pitch.
2: Hey, sure. Talk, talk to United about that. So like, hopefully we got no delays coming back tomorrow, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see. All right. Will doc two, six kind of agrees with us. Agreed. Not perfect, but better talking about the max preps yeah, rankings. Yeah. All right. Uh, Josh Magali has a question as well. Hey guys, there are always upsets in brackets, which matchup will produce it? in this bracket. Let's take a look at this bracket again. Mm-hmm. And we're, if we're talking true upset, lower seed over a high seed, to me it, it's pretty obvious what stands out to me. But I want to hear what you guys think. Wayne, you go first.
1: Well, you say it's obvious. That's going to make me get goofy, but I don't go with the obvious. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, like, I like all the top seeds. I don't know that on Thursday there's going to be an upset. I think it's going to go true to form. I really do. That's just my gut feeling. Um, I do like Idaho Falls with the possible upset of Mountain View from a standpoint of Idaho Falls, got a couple of the Jones boys are there and you got one that's batting 493 and one that's batting 405. And, you know, and so I I like the fact that they got some depth at the plate and can hit the ball and, you know, pitching sometimes always beats hitting, but sometimes it doesn't. I know that sounds goofy, but I I think if Idaho Falls can hit that ball and, and touch those Mountain View pitchers, it could be a different story.
0: Yeah, I'll give you my upsets, Wayne. Uh, Day one, I've got maybe Highland over Timberline. I think that could be. And then if we're talking overall bracket, I could see Lewiston taking out Mountain View in that semifinal and Lewiston getting the championship. I think Lewiston's a really good team. I think people have kind of been sleeping on them all year long. Uh, before we duck out, guys, we're running out of time here. Let's take a look at our 5A players to watch. We picked a player from each team. And again, this is just kind of a jumping off point to recognize some of the really outstanding players that are going to be in this tournament. Ethan Gardner from Bora leads the team in almost every offensive category. Uh, Gunner Wilhelm from Highland. Wayne, you talked about him earlier. Merritt Jones from Idaho Falls. That's that pitcher Lucas was talking about who's a stud mm. on the mound. He's pretty good yeah. with the stick, too. Wayne, you talked about Killian Fox from Lewiston. He's their number one pitcher. Brody Rasmussen from Mountain Views had a really nice season. Gage Haas from Hawaii. He hit the first home run in storm history. He's a freshman catcher. Luke Hines Awesome pitcher from Rocky Mountain and Logan Miller of Timberline as well. Lucas, uh, who's a player you want to highlight here?
2: Uh, Definitely Merritt Jones. You know, I touched on a little bit earlier. We were talking about some potential upsets we might see in the quarterfinals. Guys, if Idaho Falls gets six, seven good innings out of Merritt Jones and that game is two to one, three to two, heading into the sixth, seventh inning, Idaho Falls, let's say they get a big hit late in the game, that's a possible upset. That's how good Merritt Jones is. He's 7-0 and on the year. And uh, he, he's the kid that every time he hits the bump, Idaho Falls has a chance to win the game regardless of who they're playing.
1: Wayne, you got a guy you want to give a shout-out to real quick? Yeah, I like Logan Miller right there, Timberline. Logan Miller uh, batting 487. He's 37 of 76 at the bat. He's got a, a dozen doubles this year. But a guy that I want that's not on that list right there is Connor Marshall, the pitcher for Mountain View. He's got a 0.42 ERA, and uh, he's a tough guy when you face him on the mound.
0: Definitely. There was too many too many good players to, to, oh, yeah. to leave off. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Paul Kingsbury, our boss. Great to have Lucas back in the fold. And Lucas will leave on that high note there. That'll wrap up our 5A <laughs> yeah. state baseball preview. Wayne back. Logan Gebhardt. Uh, I'm excited to, to see what you guys uh, have in front of you with the 5A tournament. Good luck on Thursday.
1: It'll be fun. Have a
2: safe trip back.
1: Definitely. Yeah,
2: thanks. We'll see you guys Thursday.
0: All right, bet. sounds good, guys. All right, coming up next, our four A preview with Scott Burton and Paul Kingsbury. Hit that like button. It's gonna take two seconds. We're at seven likes. Come on. Wayne and Lucas <laughs> are only worth seven likes. I know, Come on, y'all. I know. The five up next, it'll get better. We'll see. <laughs> Paul Kingsbury, Scott Burton coming up next here on our live state baseball preview. here are on idahosports.com.
3: It
4: can be a lot, trying to figure out how to make it, how to dream big, and to wonder, what if? Because no matter where you are in life, if you don't know what's possible in Idaho, it's hard to keep asking. What if? Which is exactly why Next Steps Idaho is created. with everything from smart tools that help you figure
5: out careers you might be suited for,
4: to training and education options for you. So keep asking what if at nextsteps.idaho.gov.
6: Our family is all over the place sometimes
7: But ICCU helps us keep up with them We use card control to turn on Olive's debit card
4: When she needs to pay for activities
2: And turn it off when she's shopping online
4: We make sure Forrest is depositing his lawn mowing checks Into his college fund And we definitely make sure to ask Grandma Ivy Where
0: all
1: those Zelle transfers come from Phew, that's a lot of keeping up Ready for a break?
4: Or career paths, learning options, and what's possible in Idaho. So keep asking, what if, at Next Steps Idaho.
0: That's right, I'm the floating head known as Brandon Bainey here on this uh, state baseball preview as we get ready now for our foray. State baseball preview here on the idaho sports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account as well. Uh, Paul Kingsbury, the American anaconda, is with us <laughs> along with uh Scott Burton, the Pacific Python. Scott, where are you coming from?
3: You're like 8 bit pixelated, yeah. He's like,
8: got AOL I, dial up there, Jerome. What's going on?
3: I, you know what? I don't know what's happening right now. I can't get my mic to stand up, and I'm about to cry, but there's no crying in baseball. That's yep. right. That's so I've got Jimmy funny. Dugan going on, everything just as you came on, my mic just <laughs> fell off my desk. Um, I think I had a, a two point four on the rector here, but I think we're good now.
8: Brandon, I'm sorry. I I tried to get him ready beforehand, and you know
3: we, did. we actually talked and everything. It was really cool.
0: Well, this is the kind of professional broadcast you can expect at the 4A state baseball tournament <laughs> cool. this week. Well,
8: you
2: got Before, that right.
0: <laughs> Before <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. we get there, I did have one residual 5A comment. Uh, I have I have a pledge to show every comment tonight. Eric Hansen says, Luke Hines is a dude. That's the pitcher from Rocky Mountain. Gage Hawes, too. That's the freshman catcher from Hawaii. So some good players at the 5A tournament. But, man, I'll tell you, this 4A tournament is looking really good as well, Scott. And it seems like, once again, like last year, Bishop Kelly played Columbia in the championship. And I think that's where the conversation has to start is those teams over in District 3.
3: Oh, the SIC is where baseball's at. I mean, from top to bottom, you know, Middleton, Columbia, Bishop Kelly. I mean, they beat up on each other this year. And uh, I mean, you look up and down, you know, their schedule, they literally beat up on each other. And so when you say Middleton's one, Columbia's three, Bishop Kelly's two, I tell you what, all three of those teams have a shot of winning this.
7: Yeah,
0: it's going to be fascinating to watch. Let's put this 4A bracket up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is the first year we're using the max preps rankings. Number one, Middleton playing number eight, Jerome. Uh, Jerome kind of the the underdog in this uh, field. They they got hot at districts. Number four, Pocatello will play number five, Twin Falls. That is a very interesting first-round matchup. Number three, Columbia against number six, Bonneville. And then Bishop Kelly had to go play the play-in game. And for their efforts, uh, they beat Blackfoot, and they're the number two seed, and they'll get Sandpoint, the seven seed the champion up top. Paul, what stands out to you uh when you look at this bracket?
8: When I look at the bracket, what stands out to me is that this is pretty much the same bracket we saw last year. You know, minus uh Canyon Ridge and Ridgeview, they basically, you know, Jerome swapped for Canyon Ridge and Middleton swept, or switched for Ridgeview, and everybody else is back. Um, you know, later on when we when we look at our players to watch, yeah, we, they were all in the tournament last year, minus those the Middleton and and Jerome kids. So, it's a uh, it, it's a it's a Bracket that's full of teams that have built programs that they're um, full of a lot of experience. Um, you know, there's a couple of young teams on here that got in. Um, but a lot of these teams have some really, really good veteran talent on here. Of course, Middleton, you know, they're number one. Um, you know, they had a lost a couple back to back in March, went on a 19 game win streak after that lost um, in, in district championship. But I did a little bit of math and all of you know, my forte is not math. Uh, but according to my abacus, during that 19-game win streak, they outscored their opponents 149 to 33 runs. That's a lot. That's a lot.
3: It's yeah, good. that is a lot. And you look at their pitching staff, Middleton's pitching staff, uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, their team ERA is like a 1.72. So, I mean, these guys are legit. And, uh, and it starts with Orlosky. Uh, the number one guy for, from Middleton, this guy can flat out bring it. I mean, he can yeah. get into the nineties um, with this fastball. And so, I mean, he's constantly sitting in the upper eighties can touch 90, 91 maybe, and he has not been beaten this year. So, I mean, you talk about having a true true number one and having, well, the third best batting average in the tournament. We can talk about that when we get somewhere else, but they're in the top three in batting average. They're number one in pitching and defensively, they're solid. I mean, Middleton's got the recipe this year, but uh, you know what? You look at all of these teams and and you talk to these coaches, they're all saying the same thing and they have all figured it out. The only way you're going to win a state tournament is if you've got pitching and defense, the hits will come because you're going to, you're going to score runs on other people's mistakes. You know, you're going to manufacture a run by getting a leadoff walk. And that's what a lot of these winning teams do is they're not gonna pound the baseball and beat you 15 to 4. Yeah. They're gonna beat you five to three, two to one, whatever it is, and they're gonna do it with pitching and defense. And and you look up and down this bracket, the majority of these teams have exactly that.
8: Well, and that's right. You know, there's not a lot of power hitting from any, you know, there's there's a lot of power hitters, but as far as team wide, no. I mean, you look at up and down the stats. A lot of these teams have two home runs in the year, three home runs. And, and I think Bishop Kelly, Scott, was telling me, um wrote back and said one of their weaknesses is, uh, you know, power hitting. Well, they've got more home runs on the season than about three of the teams in the bracket combined. So, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of uh, technical baseball being played. And, and with that comes the uh, greater opportunity to commit errors. You know, the, the more times the ball gets hit, hit on the ground in the field, Throwing airs, goes between the legs. You know, who, who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen, especially in Idaho? I think Lucas mentioned the weather. It's supposed to be nice. It's going to be a little windy on Thursday, uh, right. getting progressively better through the weekends. I mean, Scott and I plan on uh, working on our tans quite I've a got,
3: bit. I got my Speedo packed and uh, oh. my singlet. So well, is, it, is it the black
8: out. one? Because I don't want to wear my black one if you're wearing your black one.
3: Oh, I've got the polka dot. Okay. Got right. it. Okay. Yeah. So we've we coordinated outfits. We're good. All
8: right, but, all right uh, well but you talking talk
3: quick about batting average, you know, BK, they have the second best batting average in the tournament. Yeah. you know, and 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 you kind of have to put a little asterisk by some of this stuff because when you were talking about um well let, let's just say right now, Twin Falls is coming in with the best batting average in the tournament. Okay, but now look who they played. They came at a relatively weak conference. Um and Middleton, Columbia, and Bishop Kelly have all been seeing their aces. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little misleading, but for Middleton and BK and Columbia to come in with those high averages, seeing that kind of pitching and some of the five A's up in the Boise Valley, you've got some pretty good teams coming out of the SIC.
2: Yep.
0: All right. We got a comment here from Two Six. Well, I was going to go to a <laughs> couple 4A games. Then I think he heard what you guys were going to wear, and he decided to uh, stay away from that. Hey, we want want more comments. Where are my 4A baseball fans at? I know those are some of the most passionate fans in the state of Idaho. Give a shout-out to your favorite team, your favorite player. Is there a matchup you want, Scott and Paul? And let's be honest, Scott, to break down, Paul, just kind of – mimics whatever scott says but uh is there a matchup is there a team is there an athlete you want to give a shout out to leave a comment hit that like button too come on we're at 10 likes well you yeah know,
8: when, with the, the five days i mean lucas and wayne i think had seven likes at the end of theirs so we need to beat that i'm, I'm going to keep track of, of where we're at on likes after everyone so everybody watching right now click the like button no matter which format you're watching on right now click the like button because i think the winner gets a, a trip to like buell or something so if we can <laughs> if we can really get this i'm looking forward to it
3: yeah i think there's a winery or something down in buell a couple of them so
8: there we go, sure. here we go.
0: finally we got some comments in here uh will dog two six i'm obligated to cheer for pokey buddy's kid is a junior on that team and will dog was really hyping up highland uh, earlier as well so he must be a pocatello guy can we, yeah. can we talk about that matchup let's let's the the four five matchup scott yeah. to me, is the most intriguing. You've got two district champions here, Pocatello, Twin Falls. Um, but I think we would all agree that, like you said, their districts were not necessarily the most rigorous. And Pocatello especially had to fill their schedule with a lot of non-conference opponents. Um, how do you view this this Pocatello-Twin Falls matchup?
3: You know what? I I like it. And uh, they've already played once this year. Twin Falls beat them 5-4. to four. And, you know, you look at this Pocatello team and – you know they've got some some guys that can swing the bat. I mean the the uh, Evans kid who's just a junior hitting 442, uh, Gunderson uh, another junior hitting over 400, and you know they've got some they've got some solid pitching as well. Um, but I think that's where Twin Falls has the edge. Twin Falls will bring Otho Savage who can flat out bring it. Uh, he is in the upper 80s great control tall lanky kid he's a tough one to hit and if twin gets to lead with him and they get a little run support uh, that's a kid that twin is going to need because if if the Bruins are too advanced in this tournament they're gonna have to get some run support because they have two pitchers really and after that it drops quite a bit and that's something that twin is not really used to because twin has really had Laid the blueprint over the years for how to win state tournaments with three solid pitchers and just some timely hitting and, and manufacturing of runs. They're missing one component this year, and that's that third solid starter. Um, now when they played earlier this year, I, I don't know if, if Savage threw against Pocatello or not. Um, but uh you can bet that Pocatello's gonna see him right out of the gate.
0: No doubt. Kenny Sanchez says, Don't sleep on Twin, we're gonna bring it all weekend long and i hope so because otherwise you know i really do think it sets up for an sic kind of gauntlet and that would be um it'd be boring to me yeah. i'd like to see some some representation but there's no denying the sic definitely has the best teams paul if it's columbia and bishop kelly in the semifinals how do you see that going down those two have played each other extremely tight over the last several years including in last year's championship
8: game including in the championship last year yeah which was a, a great game um that whole tournament was a ton of fun there in twin falls, but I I think it comes down to, I think the seating, I I think Wayne said it in the five, a, you know, the seating looked to be pretty correct in the five, a bracket. I think it's going to be pretty correct in the four, a bracket as well. Um, I I really enjoy those four or five matchups too, kind of like Wayne does um, because you never know what you're going to get with those, those kind of matchups. So, yeah, I see Bishop Kelly coming out of that one, but it's all going to come down to one thing Scott said was the pitching and you get these state tournament where it's, three days in a row and there's no rest you can't you know have your ace on you know throw it throw the whole game on thursday and bring him back for the championship you've know, you got to be smart when you're coaching about who your opponent is look at their strengths their weaknesses who you want to throw against them um you know do you come out to make sure you win that opening day game because if you lose on thursday right there's no hope um so I, i there's there's a lot of Stuff that goes into it, and and I, I just really think that you know I'm a, I'm a Columbia guy. You know Randy Potter, the AD, we go way back. We go way back. But I'm gonna have to go. You know, if you're asking me, I'm gonna say BK comes out on top. If that's the if that if that's the match up there in the semis.
0: Boo! Here come my Columbia fans, Michael Palmer.
8: Let's go Columbia. Crap! I knew I picked the right. I had a fifty-fifty to see who was listening, watching,
2: and, and Tracy.
0: Tracy says, go cats. Yeah, there's my Columbia peeps. Uh, Jeff had a question about 1A baseball. Jeff, I will tell you, stay tuned. Eight o'clock, we're going to break down that 1A bracket. So so hang out for, for a half hour and I will I will bring this question back up when we get to the 1A talk. All right, let's take a look, guys, at our 4A players to watch. And again, this is not a comprehensive list by any means. This is just a sampling of a player from each team that that we want to spotlight ahead of the tournament. Here's what we've got. Caden Casagrande of Bishop Kelly. Might be the best name in the tournament, at least. David Luce from Bonneville. Caden Kappa from Columbia. Johnny Ramsey of Jerome. Orlowski from Middleton. Uh, Scott, you already talked about him. And uh, McCadden Evans from Pocatello as well. Augie Lehman from Sandpoint. And then Jace Malky from Twin Falls. Paul, what's a name that jumps out to you here?
8: Well, uh, Grande, obviously, um, we saw him play last year and the kid is phenomenal. Um, but down the way, you know, Campa, Um, Caden Campa from Columbia, kid does everything. I mean, everything, he pitches, he hits, you know, he is the complete player. Um, you know, as Kampa goes, so does uh, the Wildcats, really. And then, of course, Orlowski, um, you know, I think he's a junior, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the kid's a stud, you know, and all, all the way down, every one of these kids, is an all-star. And so coming into a state tournament, everything has to come together. But those, those particular ones, Casagrande, Campa, and Orlosky are the ones that I'm really anxious to, uh, to see how they perform at a state tournament.
0: Way to pivot out of that after you picked Columbia to lose to BK. Jump into the <laughs> BK player. You asked about
8: right specific players, and I'm going specific players on that. On okay.
0: Now. All right. Here's some more comments. Michael Palmer says, Yeah, Caden. There's another Columbia yeah, guy. He's right, Chad. Yeah. And... Chad Tolman with a great point D three championship wasn't won by Middleton or Bishop Kelly 100% right. matchups. I completely agree. Scott, real quick. Let's talk yeah. about Sandpoint as well. Sandpoints, the champs from the North, they get a low seed because they do that five, a four, a combined mm-hmm. league where they get their butts kicked all year by the five, A teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sandpoint is seated too low, but what do you think of this Bulldogs team?
3: You know what? It's just like every other conversation that we have about a team coming out of the North, who in the heck really knows, you know, um, they, they have played a tougher schedule. They, you know, and, and the thing that I look at is you can look at stats all day long, but you also have to look at who they're playing because, yeah. you know, you, you come out of a week conference and you're putting up numbers, and those numbers and the impression is going to be a little inflated, right? Well, Sandpoint might be the opposite of that too, because if they're playing all these 5As up there and they can – Put a kid out there like Augie, that was our player to watch, who's hitting 490 on the year. 490. And that's seeing a lot of 5A pitching up there. Yep. You know, so I mean that's something to think about too. And and uh, you know, Colin Roos on the Hill, 1.42 ERA, struck out 45 guys in 24 and two-thirds innings. I mean, that is almost two strikeouts an inning.
0: You you talked about Colin Roos. He was a first-team all-conference basketball player for Sandpoint as a sophomore. He's a junior this year. Decided not to play basketball to focus on baseball.
3: That's scary. <laughs> That's oh, wow. a scary thought. Yeah, and so, I mean, this Sandpoint team might be sneaky scary. Yep. But just d- don't sleep on them either. Just, yeah, just yeah. because their their record is not indicative of their talent. You know, 10 of their 12 losses were by three runs or less. You know, um, eight of the 12 losses were to 5A teams. So, I mean, when you look at the numbers, you've got to look at who they played. And uh, they've got some kids that can flat out play. So, I, I am interested to see really what this Sandpoint uh, team does against Bishop Kelly, who might be a little angry for not winning the SIC because that was Columbia, for all you Columbia fans out there. And uh, I think that matchup right there has my attention, two versus seven. Yeah.
8: Yeah. That's I actually good. had that written down just in case Brandon asked about who do you think your dark horse is? It was Sandpoint as the number seven, because it's a very, I think it's a pretty misleading, you know, they're 10 and 12, seven and three. Mm, are they, you know, I, I don't think so. So that, that, that nightcap on Thursday is going to be a fun one to watch.
3: No. Yeah, it will be a fun yeah. one to call for sure. No, and
8: uh, well, Shout out to my boy. You're, you're going to call it. I'm going to watch it because you don't okay. really give me a chance to talk a whole lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a little shout out to my, by Jerome Tigers too.
0: Go ahead, give yeah. your Jerome plug, Scott.
3: Hey, they are the underdog of the tournament. They are number eight, and they're a deserved number eight. But uh, you know what? They are flying high right now. They don't have the solid pitching that everybody else has, but they are gritty. And if they, if you keep them around, if you don't separate yourself from them right away, uh, then they're going to hang around because they have won a ton of one-run games. So that's I that's, that's if, Jerome, really
8: well. if Jerome improved their internet service, I think they might have a better baseball team.
3: Well, I can't wait to watch this back. And <laughs> you know, bleh, I, I really am.
0: Watch well, yeah, we'll yeah. watch the tape for sure. Hey, if you're watching live, hit that like button. You know, give Paul and Scott that ego boost they need on the way out as we wrap up our four A conversation. Or and neither. don't forget. Yes. Right. Or, and, and don't forget to share this uh, with, with all your friends and family that couldn't make it live tonight as well. All right, guys, you are on the call for the 4A state tournament. Good luck on Thursday. We're looking forward to it.
8: Thank you. All
3: right. Thanks, Brandon.
0: All right. 3A preview with uh, myself and Logan Green is coming up next here on the IdahoSports.com live state baseball tournament preview show.
4: Every day, people are choosing to buy Idaho. It's an easy choice. There are quality Idaho-grown companies for almost any product or service you need. Buying Idaho means keeping our money in Idaho, and that boosts our local economy. If everyone living here just spent $100 with Idaho businesses, we would generate over $9 million in tax revenue to help improve our state. Look for the logo and help support our Idaho businesses. Because Buy Idaho Builds Idaho.
0: Brandon Maney back with you here on the IdahoSports.com live state baseball tournament preview show. Also joined by Logan Green, LG. You and I are calling the state yeah. 3A baseball tournament from Northwest Nazarene University. Dude, I'm st- I'm stoked for this.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Look at the bracket. I think you guys were just talking about it in 4A. This is almost a mirror of last year as well. There's only one difference and that's uh, we, we flipped out South Fremont last year and added in Sugar Salem. And other than that, everybody's back. Um, so we'll all get to, to do the same dance that we did last year and see uh, what the result is this year.
0: Yeah, let's look at this bracket here. Uh, Seeded according to Max Prep's rankings, Marsh Valley comes in as the one seed. They will play number eight Bonners Ferry, number four Sugar Salem against number five Snake River, number two Kimberly against number seven Fruitland, and then it's the three seed Weezer, the defending champs. They they get a district rival right away. Number six seed Homedale. They won that playing game over Kellogg on Saturday. Logan. Every coach I've talked to says Marsh Valley, Kimberly, kind of the co favorites coming into this thing.
7: Yeah, I mean you, I I really think that this bracket is. The the top part, I I think you're gonna see Marsh Valley. Like, right? They are they're so good. I mean, it's not a secret. um, but it also wasn't a secret last year that they were really good. And and what happened? Weezer beat them in the first round and goes on to win a state championship. So I mean, you just you just don't know. But man, I tell you, I, I look at that bracket and I see um the bottom half specifically, right? You have Kimberly, Fruitland, Weezer, and Homedale all crammed into one little. Pod down there, so to say, um, Kimberly. Right, they, they, nobody else from their district makes this makes it to state, and I think that might be a, a knock on District Four that people say. But I don't think you can say that about Kimberly this year. I think you look at their their schedule this year. They had an early loss in the season, and then they went on a roll and only lost two games the rest of the year. And who was it? Two number one Marsh Valley, and it was an identical score, three to two. And so I'm sure they they would love nothing more than another shot at Marsh Valley. But I really think Kimberly and Marsh Valley are are 1 and 1.01, right? I just think they are right there next to each other, and Marsh Valley earned it, right? Marsh Valley beat Kimberly twice this year. They earned that top spot. But, man, Kimberly, I, I think, is just a step behind.
0: No doubt. And we're already getting our comments in here. Isaac Bowman says, Marsh Valley. Yeah, pound it out. And yeah. also, Shauna says, go eagles hey we want to hear from all those 3a baseball fans all right we don't want this to be just a marsh valley conversation we (laughs) want to we want to hear from all the fans from all corners of the state so give your favorite team give your favorite player a shout out ask us a question we'll throw it up on the screen and talk about it and hit that like button too um because when we uh share this tomorrow the more people that like it the more people that share it it helps with uh, our Facebook overlords. Uh, it'll help in the algorithms to get more people to see this. And that's what we ultimately want. We want to hear uh, and have more people, you know, hear us break down these these state tournaments. So Marsh Valley and Kimberly are the two favorites. But I will tell you, Weezer is the defending champs in that number three seed overall, Logan. They're, they're kind of coming in, kind of quietly laying low. I think they're in a good spot.
7: And, and, you know, honestly, the game, I think, first round that I'm looking forward to is that Weezer-Homedale game. They've played each other multiple times this season. It's been close. I think if there is a, a sneak low seed to make a run, that it's Homedale. And I, I just think they've have been having to go against Weezer all year. And Fruitland at a seven kind of surprises me. Um, we can talk about Fruitland in a little bit. But I I think Homedale could possibly surprise somebody. And, and if it's Weezer, that, you know, it. It could happen, but Weezer, you know, I mean, we've mentioned it on our prep cast here, Brandon, that they're the defending champs and it doesn't seem like anybody's talking about them. I mean, we we just spent the first bit talking about Marsh, Valley, and Kimberly and neglected Weezer, the defending state champs. Um, but man, you know, they come in with a loaded team that can really hit the ball, that can pitch the ball. I mean, you look on their side, right? You, you've got a sophomore, Caleb Grove, coming in with a one35 ERA uh, through 36 innings pitched that that's a sophomore, right? And then you've got, you know, you've got Willie shirts who can step in as well as Dylan Turrentine. And, you know, they've got three really good pitchers and that's dangerous. I think you've talked about it on other, um, other previews, but that is very, very dangerous between those three, 1.35, 3.61, and 2.26 are those ERAs. I mean, that's tough. Um, you know, good pitching can go a long way and we've seen Weezer win some of those tight one to zero games this year, two to one games. And, uh, if it's a low scoring affair, I like the Wolverines.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Weezer's youth, that bottom half of the bracket Homedale's best pitcher is a sophomore Dylan fine. Uh, he has set the school record at least in the 15 years that coach Burke deal has been the coach. He set a school record this year in lowest DRA most strikeouts on the mound and then fruitland has just it's almost all freshmen and sophomores yeah. and I, I talked to coach troy bidwell earlier this week and he was like it's definitely been a work in progress but we we've kind of found our footing and so fruitland is a really young team as well that bottom half of the bracket i think is kimberly's to lose only because they are the one team that has some some seniors yeah. they can lean on and they've got such a good one 2 in pitching with cummins and Chapel Cummins has thrown a perfect game this year. Chapel is committed to the College of Southern Idaho. Now, when they get to the championship, I don't know what happens, but right. I, I I think this is Kimberly's kind of bracket to lose on the bottom half.
7: Yeah, and and I agree, and that's not a knock on anybody on the bottom, especially you know Fruitland. They're just so young, and maybe maybe it goes in their favor. It just it, it traditionally it doesn't. They haven't played on the big stage against these big time teams in a situation like this. And traditionally it doesn't go well in those, you know, with that scenario, but that's why they played on the field. Um, But when you get to the top part, so uh, you know, Bonner's ferry is going to be there standing in the way of Marsh Valley in the first round. And uh, last year I did the Bonner's ferry first round game against snake river. And I I'm sure all of you out there can correct me, but I mean, the final was 14 to 13 and I, I, I believe Marsh Valley, or excuse me, Snake River was up like 14-3 to three or something like that in the fifth. And Bonners Ferry came roaring back and got it down. They had the, the winning run at the plate and wasn't able to get it across. And, you know, they, it was a big game. They all went on to lose the next round game. Um, but they put up a great fight in that first round. And we saw it at state basketball, right? We saw an eight-team make a run to the state championship. Wasn't really expected, but it happened. Uh, Bonner's Ferry, you know, you, you can come in here and make some noise. If you get one, you know, a one amazing game from your ace, and boom, you're on to the next round. So for them, you know, they got to come out. And th- that's what worries me, though, with these tournaments, right? With you give it everything in that first game, and did it burn you out for the next game? And so it's the teams that that have it that can do three games in three days consistently. Those are the teams that are going to win. Not, you know, I think the upsets can happen, but after the day two, it's going to be tough for those teams that pull a first round upset to continue on. So, I mean, I do like, I, I like you said. I, I mean, I it never works out this way, right? I've never won my bracket pool that I've ever been a part of. My wife watches zero sports, and she beats me every year. And but I like the one two here. But again, I mean, that's not to say. What's going to happen? I mean, you look below in Sugar Salem, right? They've got athletes up and down the board that are always good at everything. They are always in contention. And does that play a factor, right? That that you've got kids that are used to winning, right, that that they win. And it would be fun to see a Sugar Salem Weezer State Championship game in baseball like we saw uh, at the state football championship, which was it was an awesome game.
0: What an epic game that was! And their baseball coach Brady Gardner is also their offensive coordinator in football. And he said they're still not over that loss at, at Sugar. They they still are not over it. I mean, so, I
7: I was right there on yeah. the goal. I mean, it happened right in front of me at the at Holt Arena, where he, Brett Spencer shot out of a cannon and made the stop at the half yard line, whatever it was. It was. Anyways, this isn't a football podcast, but, um, (laughs) uh, you know, but, but does that play a factor? And then you got snake river, right. Coming in off of a huge emotional high to get here. Do they have momentum that nobody else really has, you know, having to fight and claw your way in, does that set you up a little bit more? You know, the team that goes on a run before the tournament, do they come in with more mojo than instead of the team that just business as usualed their way in?
0: Yes, uh, Snake River had to win not one but two play-in games. Yeah, I think I think the more difficult one came in the first play-in game against South Fremont, then they beat Fyler last Saturday as well. At South Fremont game, um, Snake River had the lead in the last inning. Riker Watt is on the mound pitching, and he he gives up a couple of runs, gives up a key balk that allows the the. the Go ahead, run for or the tie and run for South Fremont to score. Well, he's up to bat in the bottom half of the inning, drills a walk off home run. So, Riker Watt, uh, probably never has to buy another burger in, in Snake River ever again. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. Sugar, I will say, talking to their coach, Coach Gardner, their two best pitchers all year long, a freshman and a sophomore, Jack Gardner, his son, and James Chase. They may not be able to pitch chase for sure is, has been shut down. They both have elbow problems and Gardner. It's kind of a coin flip. So I think sugar Salem could be in trouble with their two best pitchers, Potentially missing out. A couple of comments here. And we want to hear more comments and hit that like button too. We're at 17 likes. We got to at least get to 20 before me and Logan <laughs> sign up. Come yeah, on. I man. liked
7: it. I liked it. I did my job.
0: Let's do it. All right. Chad Tolman says coach Kent Howell is on a redemption tour. You don't want to bet against him. That's the uh, the coach at Marsh Valley. Of course, they won state three years ago, then COVID happened. Then last year they got knocked out on the walk-off home run by Weezer. They they went through the American Legion season this summer, Logan, and they won, not just state, but then they went up to regional in anchorage alaska and they, they won the northwest regional as well and that's right. as far as you can go for a team of marsh valley size so they they they're definitely the favorites coming in all right here's the most important question we're going to answer tonight best uniforms in 3A <laughs> from Wild dog 26 best uniforms go Logan
7: I, I okay i'm going Bonner's ferry at least in this tournament they have the, the, the pinstripe at least last year and and i like the dark blue with the contrast with the, the powder blue so to say um, so those pinstripes, um, no, they, they weren't red at Bonner's Ferry. They're they're blue. Uh, they're like the navy blue. I thought they were great last year. Bonner's Ferry's jerseys, the, the badgers, I liked them.
0: <laughs> All right, Will Doc26 says red pinstripes on baby blue. No, I kind of like Fruitland. I kind of like Fruitland's yeah, uniforms.
7: Mean, you, you can't personally. beat orange either. I mean, you and I like I like sugar, I like that that royal blue and white, it's a good contrast. So for sure take your pick
0: and here's tim Fulwood. he's kind of agreeing with you logan picking homedale to upset kimberly here's the thing dylan fine is such a great pitcher for homedale they could knock off kimberly in yeah. the first run i will say this if yeah. kimberly if kimberly gets past that first matchup they're getting to the championship because no team's number two is as good as chapel for for kimberly or 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 Cummins, whichever way they decide to pitch it. They have two right. bona fide aces. So if Kimberly gets past the first game, they're getting to the championship. The The first game may be more difficult for them than the, the possible semifinal, I think.
7: Um, yeah, but like, like Tim said, I mean, I really think if there is going to be an underdog, a Cinderella, a low seed, come and make a run to the championship game, I think it's Homedale. I think that it's the Trojans. I just think that they've got the pieces in place that they – that that that's where it'll come. Like if we, if we see it happen, that that's where it'll be. Um, Like I I really thought at the state basketball tournament, the same thing about Homedale and they were very close to straight games that, that, you know, I I really thought that we were going to see a run from them. Um, They've just been kind of on the edge as well in a lot of sports over the last couple of years um, have the Trojans. And, you know, I just think that they've also got the athletes that have you know been around the block and you know, have won big games and know what it means. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I definitely think that, you know, one and two is likely, but I think if we see anybody outside of that, that I think we'll see a Weezer or um, or Homedale make a sneak sneak their way in.
0: Definitely. we're definitely running behind schedule here yeah. because our first segment went long. But Paul Kingsbury wants to know, what are your thoughts about the 3A tournament being played at Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa instead of at Treasure Valley Community College in Ontario, Oregon? I if it's an Idaho event, it's got to be in Idaho. That's my opinion, right?
7: Yeah, I mean, if it's in Idaho, it it should be. So that's great that it's here. Um, Other than that, I mean,
0: yeah, that's. I don't know what
7: else to say. Um, I mean, I did. That's it. It'll be fun. I don't have to drive all the way to Fruitland or to Ontario, so that's a plus. Yeah. Um, Actually, Uh, I don't know. For me, it might be closer. To be honest. Every
0: everything's far for me. I'm not. I'm not close to anything. I've learned, Yeah, it's so.
7: always fall far for you, Brandon.
0: No doubt. All right. Before we get out of here, here are three A baseball players to watch. We've already talked about almost all of these guys: Bo Bateman, Bonners Ferry. Uh, he is, uh, there, there's three Batemans on the team this year, and and, and fans that know 3A baseball are going to recognize that Bateman name. Zane Bidwell from Fruitland, he's their ace. He is uh, Coach Troy Bidwell's son. He'll probably get the start in game one. Dylan Fine from Homedale, Jackson Cummins from Kimberly threw a perfect game earlier this year. Stanton Howell is the son of Coach Kent Howell from Marsh Valley. He's a left-hander. He's got a wicked slider that gets some good movement on it. He, he will start at some point on the mound for, for Marsh Valley. Nate Goodwin leads Snake River in just about every offensive Category there is Sugar Salem head coach Brady Gardner told me that sophomore Tommy Woodcock is probably their best overall player expects to be probably receiving Division one offers in the near future and Willie Shirts from Weezer will probably take them out in their in their tournament opener he is their number one pitcher so that's a good list of players but again not a comprehensive list by any means Logan right, right. this three A tournament is going to be a lot of fun
7: yeah looking forward to it um, just a day and a half away right should be a fun t- fun fun weekend.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, the 2A baseball fans have been waiting long enough. I know Nampa Christian fans are chomping at the bit for us to break down the Trojans. So, that 2A state tournament preview is coming your way next with Lance Taylor and Josh Magali. So, stay tuned for that. And we will be back in just a moment with our live 2022 Idaho State Baseball Tournament preview special on idahosports.com.
4: The first step, the handholds, the new schools, and the new everything. 12 years of teachers and meetings and paperwork. Nobody told you about the forms it takes to raise a kid. All the rides to here and there, the best friends and old friends, and parents of friends who you'll see in five years in the grocery store and still remembers that kid's mom. (laughs) It's all flown by and you did it. You did all the steps. And your last step is there next. That's why we created Next Steps, where all the post-high school options available to Idaho teens and their parents are in one place. Easy steps you can offer that help them find their future, whatever that may be.
0: Welcome back to the IdahoSports.com live state baseball tournament preview special. We are getting ready for the 2A state tournament. Let's break it down with the gentlemen that are going to be on the call all weekend long, Lance Taylor and Josh Magali. Lance, let's see if I can unmute you. Lance, you're muted right now, so we
8: can't hear. There we go. Technology is hard. That's right. right.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, let's start with a reminder that we want to hear from the 2A baseball fans, all right? Napa Christian, I know you're out there. We We got a comment about 20 minutes ago from Pierce Bradshaw. Go Napa Christian Trojans. Where are my Napa Christian Trojan fans at? Where are my Melba Mustang fans at? I know Melba's got passionate fans as well. We want to hear from those 2A baseball fans. Drop a comment, ask a question. We'll answer it live on the air. Hit that like button as well. We're only at 18 likes. That's going to help us for those that couldn't be with us live tonight. um, The more likes, the more shares we get, the easier it's going to be for everybody to uh, view this great preview. So, guys, let's start with the bracket. I mean, let's throw the bracket up on the screen. 2A did not opt to use the max preps rankings to seed it. It's still a predetermined bracket like we've seen in the past. And so what you've got is Orofino, the champ from up north, taking on Melba, the second-place team from District 3. Then you've got the champion from District 6, Firth, taking on the District 4 champion, Wendell. They had to win a play-in game over Bear Lake just to get here. Malad is the champion from district five. They will play St. Mary's who comes in, I think is the ultimate underdog as they uh, not only knocked They came into their district tournament, seated three out of three. And then they not only knocked off Orofino, the top team to, to stay alive, but they also won a state play in game against new Plymouth on Monday because it was rained out from Saturday. And then you've got Napa Christian. I think the overall favorite, and they're going to take on the river cats of chalice Mackey. In the opening round, Lance, what stands out to you right away on this bracket?
9: Well, I think the first—I think the first game that I—I I see what I think will be the most competitive first-round game is that first Wendell matchup. Uh, I think that's a very good matchup. I think you got two teams uh, that are that are quite comparable. There can offset uh, each other quite a little bit. I also think Orafino Melba has a chance to be a very good matchup as well. You know, Melba's a very tested team. They're seven and three in conference. You got to understand too that. Three of their losses as well, you know, came to Nampa Christian. Uh, kind of the caveat to that is that they did not score in any of those losses against Napa Christian either. They were held scoreless. But but I think Gorofino Melba and Firth Wendell have the potential to be the two best first-round games.
0: Josh, how about that bottom half of the bracket? What do you think?
9: Yeah,
5: no, I mean, that bottom half of the bracket is going to be a dominant bracket for Napa is what everyone, what everyone is saying, right? So they're probably a minus 5,000 favorite uh, to win. At all, but to go to go with Nampa and and and, and to do all, all of uh, um <laughs> just to go over Nampa's schedule, they've dominated everyone. Um, I, I really like the St. Mary's, um uh, that, that team, because like you said, they did upset Orofino. So why can't they do it again? Right. So I would love to see an upset there. I'm a huge upset fan. <laughs> if you go to my NCA brackets, it's all upsets. <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, but I would love to see a competitive game between uh, St. Mary's and Milan, and of course a competitive game between Napa Christian and Chalice there.
0: Well, that's what makes that two way bracket. So interesting guys is everybody kind of stays in their box, right? Yeah. <laughs> Firth typically doesn't travel to play the teams from District 3. St. Mary's and Orofino aren't seeing anybody from District 3. Malad is kind of off doing their own thing, so it's kind of this melting pot of everybody kind of meeting up for the first time. There are some matchups where teams have already faced each other, but for the most part, it's relatively unknown. Paul Kingsbury, a New Plymouth graduate, go Grims. Oh, wait. (laughs) That's right. New Plymouth lost to St. Mary's in that play-in game on Monday. Otherwise, you could have had three teams from District 3. Um, Lance Napa Christian has, I think the most storied baseball tradition in the entire state. They have, I don't know, four or five different guys they could throw on the mound and they're, they're not going to sweat it out too terribly.
9: They're obviously a very solid offensive team.
0: Is there anybody that can take out this, this Goliath from Napa Christian?
9: It, it, you know, it's, it's awfully tough. Their only two losses on the season came to some, some very good three, A teams in Marsh Valley and South Fremont. Um, they are they're extremely tough. Can they be beat? Yes, they can. Is it likely? No. Uh, I mean, they're, they are that good of a team. They've, they've won five of the last six state championships that have been played. Obviously, we don't know exactly what would have happened in 2020 had that been played, too. Otherwise, they might have six of the last seven. Um, they're an extremely good team. In their last 12 games, they only gave up seven runs in their last 12 games total. And in those last 12, eight of those were shutouts. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're just a very good game on, on, on both sides. They're great at the plate. They're great in the field. Um, they're a tough, tough team, uh, to beat. And I mean, and I'm, I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that. Uh, and, and again, I, I use this example with you all the time when we're, you know, when we're doing the different sports, football, basketball, and that, but if I was laying money in Vegas, well, who am I going to lay it on? I'm, I'm going to lay it on that Christian. Can David slay Goliath? Yeah. But Goliath is Goliath for a reason. And that's because about 99.9% of the time, Goliath kicks butt. So if I'm going to be laying cash down, which I'm not, I disclaim that. Right. I'm not. I just use that as an example. If I was, smart money would have to say uh, Napa Christian.
0: For sure. Tim Fulwood says it best, I think. The two-way question is, who takes second place? And again, that's not a knock on any of the other seven teams that are there. It's just that Napa Christian is so darn Good. So, Josh, if we if we think Napa Christian's coming out of this bottom half, who who do you see emerging from that top half of the
5: bracket? You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Wendell. I'm gonna go with Wendell. Wendell is a really talented team. Um, they have a, a kid there who we'll talk about uh, later who is uh, going to be my my player to watch. It's his his name is Zach Woodward. Um, he had a, a, a .95 ERA in thirty seven innings. And the crazy thing about this though. He had 70 strikeouts. So of, of the 111 outs he had to get, he struck out 70 of them. And so that, um, that kid alone is impressive. And so if you know, he can pitch the first night, get through Firth, um, if they can get through that, uh, the semifinals, I think, you know, Zach Woodward going up against Canberra Christian will be their only, their only best bet to get through that lineup and to get to the,
9: get the championship. Lance, what do
0: you like from that top half of the bracket?
9: Well, I, you know, I think look at that top, top half. I, I think Melba might come out of that top half. I, I think Melba's a very good team. Uh, they've been tested this year. Um, and, you know, that's a team that could very well come, come out of that, it, you know, however, and, and again, I, I, you know, I, I believe Napa Christian will step up and win this, but um, I, I think if there is an upset uh, with an Napa Christian, I think it's going to happen on the bottom half of the bracket. I think, uh, in fact, my, my dark horse to win this is Malad. I think Malad uh, is coming in at a, at, at a very good time right now. Uh, you know, their record's not flashy, 12-6 and six in the regular season. They're 4-0 in conference. However, they've won seven in a row and eight of their last ten. Uh, I think they're playing some of their best ball right now. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, that that is a potential uh, that if Nampa Christian is going to get upset, I believe it would come out of the second round that that happens. And on the bottom half of the bracket,
0: okay, I like it. I'm very boring. I think it's Melba, Napa Christian. I, I think those are the two best teams, but uh, we shall see. Let's take a look at our two eight players to watch. We highlighted a player from each school. And again, this is just a jumping off point. R.J. Phillips from Chalice Mackey, and he he is a, a Chalice student. Uh, Chalice and Mackey, of course, have the co-op for the Rivercats. Um, he's a great all-around athlete. Gage Vasquez of Firth is the table setter of that Cougars lineup, and you can't ask for much more from a table setter. 25 stolen bases, 37 runs scored. Great facilitator of the offense. Kyler Horsley from Millad. Of course, the Horsley name has been in Millad Athletics for a while. Trace Stimson from Melba. Uh, kind of leads the pitching staff. He and Jeff Fahey end up pitching together a lot, and they both are outstanding. We had to pick one, so we went with Stimson. Yeah. Dane Bradshaw, Nampa Christian. We could have picked any of those great pitchers they have, but Dane Bradshaw leads almost every offensive category. He's got a 534 average on the year. Nick Drobish of Orifino and the Maniacs have had a really nice season up north. Grangeville was the defending champ, and they were kind of expected to be the favorites, and Orofino kind of came in and, and took that league. Uh, Dylan Larson from St. Mary's, the upstart Lumberjacks. We'll see what they can do. And Josh, you already talked about this great pitcher from Wendell, Zach Woodward. Lance, who's a player you want to highlight here?
9: Well, <laughs> I'm actually going to highlight a little, little bit of a group here because we talk about Napa Christian there with Bradshaw. Yo, know, you know, Bradshaw, Atwood, Cheney, all of them are over 500. batting uh, percentage this year. Cheney's also got 12 doubles, five triples. Um it it is it's pretty pretty tough to overcome that. However, Kyler Horsley, uh, I think uh, Kyler Horsley from Malad, uh, I, I actually know that family quite well. I've been great friends with that family for for a lot of years. He's got uncles that are very good friends of mine uh, as uh, as well. And and, and again, I, th- I think if a team's going to come up here and make a a splash that that might not be uh, anticipated to 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 do as well as other teams, I think it's going to be the Dragons, and uh, and I think uh, they'll do it behind Kyler Horsley.
0: Josh, you already highlighted Zach Woodward. Pick pick one more player from the board here.
9: Of course. You know, Zach Woodward,
5: like we're, I talked about earlier, is, is a dominant pitcher. But how about Dane Bradshaw? You know, he has a 50% chance every single time he goes to the plate to hit a single or or to get on base. That is impressive. You know, how about going through high school and say, yeah, I got on base. You know, I can hit the ball 50% of the time. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so I'm going Dane Bradshaw. You know, if he can c- continue to uh, be dominant, Uh, For Napa Christian, as long as everyone else on that team, I mean, they're going to they're going to continue just rolling through this this tournament. But yet I love Dame Bradshaw and, um, and what he's done for this team
0: yeah i'll i'll mention a couple of guys from district six real quick rj phelps from chalice Mackey six home runs that's nothing to sneeze at in 2 A baseball mm-hmm. and also i i talked i talked about gage vasquez for Perth, kind of that table setter of the offense such a great versatile athlete it's it's all these athletes we've seen in basketball and football for Firth, right? Uh park and vasquez and it's all the names we're familiar with so um this, this 2A bracket, I think, uh, may not have some of the drama that the other brackets do, but I think there's still going to be some individual outstanding teams and, and individual performances as well. It should be a fun tournament, guys.
5: Agreed. Yeah, yeah we're really excited. Really excited. Yeah,
0: yeah we're looking forward to, to Lance Taylor and Josh Magali on the call for all of your 2A state baseball action coming up this weekend. All right, we are going to take a break. And we'll come back and preview the 1A tournament with the Jones brothers, Gary and Glenn. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We will be back in just a moment uh, on the 2022 uh, State Baseball Tournament Preview Live Special here on idahosports.com.
4: It can be a lot. Trying to figure out how to make it, how to dream big, and to wonder, what if? Because no matter where you are in life, if you don't know what's possible in Idaho, it's hard to keep asking. What if? Which is exactly why Next Steps Idaho was created. With everything from smart tools that help you figure out careers you might be suited for, to training and education options for you. So keep asking what if at nextsteps.idaho.gov.
7: Our family is all over the place sometimes, but ICCU helps us keep up with them. We use card control to turn on Olive's debit card when she needs to pay for
4: activities.
2: And turn it off when she's shopping online.
4: We make sure Forrest is depositing his lawn mowing
7: checks into his college fund. And we definitely make sure to ask Grandma Ivy where all those Zelle transfers come from.
1: Phew, That's a lot of keeping up. You ready for a break?
4: Explore career paths, learning options, and what's possible in Idaho. So keep asking what if at Next Steps Idaho.
0: One final classification to preview here on our 2022 state baseball uh, tournament preview special for the state of Idaho. I'm Brandon Bainey. Let's talk 1A baseball with the Jones brothers, Glenn Jones, Gary Jones. Gary, you're already a point of head of Glenn because you figured out how to unmute your mic.
6: <laughs> yeah, I haven't changed since the last time. I think it's still there working. Man. There we go
0: there we go all right well we've got the jones brothers here you guys are going to be on the call for the 1a state baseball tournament this is a tournament that i covered last year up in Orofino, and i had such a blast um this is where really a lot of the teams have like 10 11 guys maybe there's not much in terms of bench and it's we have the best athletes and we're going to win um gary i know you're a big 1a guy you love the 1a schools how excited are you to do the 1a state baseball tournament
6: Hey I was tickled pink when I saw the ones uh, I was gonna get again because they they just love their their, their, their their town's identity basically, you know and so they're loved by all like my wife's in my little town council, so it seems like all the town comes to these tournaments and I always wonder who's watching the bank back at home.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, let's let's go ahead and put the bracket up on the screen before we do that though. Hey, all my 1A people out there, drop a comment, give your favorite team, give your favorite player, uh, give your favorite coach a shout out. If you have a question for the Jones brothers, hop on and ask it. We want to hear from those fans. And come on, we're at 18 likes. If I don't get to 20 likes, I don't get paid, guys. This is how I get paid. Uh So we got to get at least two more likes in here. If you're sitting here watching it, just hit that like button super quick. It's going to take two seconds, and that's going to help us with the algorithms and all that social media stuff so all right let's put this bracket up on the screen the 1a bracket uh first time in a while we've uh, gone to a full eight team bracket in, in years past because there's only the two districts right district two and district three um typically they've just taken six you know we'll take the top three from each district and we'll give those district champs a buy no longer the case we're going to take four from each side and it's pretty straightforward one from one district will play four from the other so you've got north star charter kind of the favorite coming in. They will play Troy, the four seed out of the North Prairie. The two seed will play Rimrock, the three seed. You've got Clearwater Valley who came in into districts as the six seed overall, and they won the whole thing. They, uh, they won their district and they will get to play garden Valley. Who guys came in to their districts as the eight seed and ended up punching a ticket to state. And then you've got Glen's Ferry and Genesee, the defending champions on the bottom uh, Gary, Well, Actually, I asked you the last question. Glenn, what stands out to you right away on this bracket?
10: Well, the first thing that stands out, I think this whole tournament uh, is going to begin and end with North Star. They do everything absolutely well. They have deep pitching. They have hitters galore, top to bottom. They have eight guys on their team with a 321 batting average or greater. They have nine guys that have scored 20 runs or more during the season they have uh nine guys double digits rbis on paper these guys are they should be in the championship game and on paper they should win it i i think i really think they have the easiest track to the championship game drawing troy and then the winner of prairie and rimrock um i think the uh i think they're going to punch their ticket to the championship game and go all the way
0: Yeah, Jeff Ranicker came in with a question earlier. And and Jeff, I hope you hung around for our 1A talk. Um, He said, what are your thoughts on 1A? I believe North Star Charter has only played two seasons and is district champion, I think, both seasons. Does this happen often? Well, first of all, Jeff, you are correct. This is the second year that North Star Charter has a baseball program. They won districts both years. Kind of the same story last year, guys. They were the heavy favorite coming in. They got to the championship and then they lost to Genesee. Um, they just didn't have their best that day. So, Gary, you're kind of a, a historian of sorts when it comes to this. D- does this happen often where a new program takes off and has immediate success like we've seen North Star Charter have?
6: No, I am saying that doesn't happen very often. And I don't know. I don't know them good enough to know what it is a, what's the reason for it. But it was like the Oahe basketball team went and stayed in their first season this last 5A uh, boys basketball, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that I was even shocked to see it then, and it's shocking now. But I, I agree with Glenn. North Star is the team to beat. Uh, the one thing I might even mention, Potlatch is not going to be here to mess with everybody because Potlatch has won seven titles since 2009, and they've been a power in the 1As, but they're not here. So, And the title guys from last year, North Star and Genesee are on opposite sides of the bracket. And they're the two teams that are ranked number one and two in the power ranking and the media poll. So it's setting up to be that. But baseball is a funny game. you know. It's all about pitching. And the other thing with these little guys is the lack of depth these guys have with great athletes as compo- compared to a 5A school where you can pick a bunch. So in a 1A school, like a 7, 8, 9 hitters, if those guys can get hot, if those guys can play well, Anybody can win this thing,
0: yeah. I agree completely. We've got a couple of comments here. Uh, NV Muir says, Why did 2A not seed with max preps? Um, I, th- I think probably because, and again, this will tie into 1A. Uh, 1A didn't use max preps because there's the only the two districts that just didn't make sense to use max preps. Um, but for 2A specifically, I'll answer your question. I think for 2A, they probably said. Well, you know, five of the eight are going to be district champions, and we we want to give those champions still the respect they deserve and try and put them into higher-seeded situations. And So I think that's what happened there. Okay, Gary, you mentioned Potlatch has kind of been the, the dominant force in 1A baseball, and I'll extend that to say that the White Pine League up north in District 2 has dominated this thing. I had a very good source from Potlatch last year tell me that I believe since 2001 or 02 when this current 1A sprint uh, split happened, that the White Pine League has won every single year. District 3 has never won a baseball championship. It's always the White Pine League. Is this the year that ends?
6: Yes. I put that in your nutshell. Yes, yeah, because I'm shocked. District 3 has an advantage in spring sports in all of Idaho because of the weather. Though I don't think the weather was that accommodating this year in District 3, but still, you know, um, we have the best weather in those outdoor sports, golf, tennis, baseball. You play more games. North Stars played 23 games. So they played more games than everybody, and that doesn't hurt you a bit. The more games, it's a short season, man.
10: Not so fast, my friend. Not so (laughs) fast. All right,
6: Glenn, what do you
0: think?
10: Yeah, well, Here's, here's my pick. I, I, think, I think Genesee is very lucky that they're not in the upper bracket and would and more than likely would play North Star in the second game. Um, you look at three guys on Genesee, uh, uh, Teak Wareham, Nate Gunnard, and Jack Johnson, if you take all three of these guys as pitchers and add their ERs, ERAs together, it's under two. It's under 2.0 with all three of these guys in a short season like this, this tournament, this state tournament, three games, we all know that pitching is paramount, And these three guys, if they can get it together and they can have, uh, with, with some help with the rest of their staff, but leading those three guys, pitching can uh, silence. And we've seen them silent a lot of guns out there on the baseball field. So, My personal pick is Genesee. The problem I see with Genesee is on that bottom bracket with uh, um, Clearwater Valley and Garden Valley and Glens Ferry. Those are offensive juggernauts. And can any pitching staff out of the lower bracket come into the championship game with a survivable scenario uh, staring at them in the face? That's what I see out of the bottom bracket. Uh, Both those games in the bottom brackets, I think, are just going to be barn burners. And I think they could be double-digit scoring uh, both games, both teams. I think it could come down to uh, some coaching moves and some uh, critical pitching late in the game. So, not so fast on Nor- on North Star, Although I'm buying in on North Star with all those all the uh, the players they have. Watch out for Genesee and their pitching staff.
0: Definitely. We've got a comment in here from Heidi Van Dyke. Let's go Wolverines, Garden Valley. Now they came into their districts as the number eight seed. And and the reason why is because this is the first year they've had baseball in some time. And I I think they've had baseball in the past. I'm still new to Idaho, so I don't know my history as well as you guys. Um, But Garden Valley, first time they've had baseball in a while. In fact, last year, Garden Valley had several players that ended up playing with Horseshoe Bend and Horseshoe Bend got to state, and they they kind of picked up a couple of Moonlighters that had golfed for Garden Valley that were stud basketball players from that juggernaut basketball team, Josh Gillespie and, and Kobe Kelly. They they came out and played for uh, Horseshoe Bend baseball and, and got them to state. Well, Garden Valley had enough kids to have their own team, which I think is fantastic, but they weren't quite a full-fledged member of the district. And so what they had to do was they had to play Rockland. Rockland is the only one, a team in East Idaho that has a, a baseball program. So they had to play Rockland in a play in game at districts. And then that team automatically got the eight seed. But from there, garden Valley earned their spot. Um, and at this point, I think they're kind of playing with house money, North star charter. We mentioned second year as a program. Their coach is a real sharp guy. Simon Mahler is his name. And he started this program from scratch, because he's got a son that's uh, younger that he is kind of coaching in Little League Baseball. And, you know, he looked at all these 5A and 4A programs in Meridian and Eagle and all the great players that get cut every year from those big 5A programs. And he said, well, their baseball careers are pretty much over at that point. And it might not even be that they're not good enough. It's just that, you know, they're not good enough for that team. So he said, why can't we have somewhere for those athletes to maybe consider Going and playing instead of trying to go to the big school. And, and North Star Charter, the other thing it has going for them is they are the top ranked, pretty consistently the top ranked academic school in the state of Idaho year in, year out. So the academic portion is a big part of it as well. But like I said, they got the championship last year and couldn't quite finish the deal. Last year at state, Genesee came into districts as the five seed overall, got hot, won districts, and rolled to the title. And I guess by that logic, guys, this year, I'd have to say Clearwater Valley is my favorite. They came into districts as the sixth seed, got hot, won the whole thing. And now here they are with a decent setup.
10: What do you think? Yo, I you Excuse me, Gary. Go ahead. Uh,
0: Gary.
6: My sleeper would be Glenn's Ferry. Uh, they have a kid named Nick Hernandez batting 667, Chafin batting 400. That's not even their RBI leader. That's uh, Martinez. The other thing is, I've coached, as you know, a long time, and Glenn's Ferry was in the two ways for a long time. They've won some state championships against us. We've beat them before. It's their tradition. You know, tradition in sports can mean a lot. When the little kid's growing up, see teams win and win and go to state all the time. And Glenn's Ferry is hosted state because they have a really nice field. It's right there by the freeway when you go by Glenn's Ferry. I never count them out because they always have a lot of athletes and bless they have that baseball tradition. I don't know what the last time they've won, but they won multiple times.
0: Yeah. As, as a two way, right. Um, and then the one a, again, the big question is, can somebody take out the white by league? Cause they've kind of pretty much dominated this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's take a look at our one, a players to watch guys. And I'll have you each kind of maybe single player out. We've already talked about a lot of these guys, but Anthony Fabi, Clearwater Valley. He was their quarterback on the football team this year, and he's right into leadership mode with that baseball team as well. Tacoma Kelly from Garden Valley, great versatile athlete. Cameron Meyer from Genesee. He's the number one pitcher, and then Jack Johnson's the number two, and that they rode that, that duo to the 1A title last year. Uh, Nick Hernandez, Glenn's Ferry. We mentioned him already. He he leads a lot of those offensive categories. Daniel Cormilo from North Star Charter. What a pitcher he is. Uh, Chase Cashmitter is Prairie's top pitcher. Alex Martinez, great overall athlete from Rimrock. And then Cameron House is Troy's number one pitcher as well. Glenn, who's one guy on this list you want to single out?
10: Well, I like that. I'm Anthony Fabi from Clearwater. The guy's got a 583. 583- on base percentage 727 slugging percentage and he has 30 stolen bases you know and if, if you look at that guy and that goes with a 470 batting average 37 runs 14 ribs nine doubles four triples this guy is uh, he's the, the complete package and i really like uh, the way he plays ball i'm looking forward to uh, seeing him run the bases
0: definitely gary who's the guy you want to highlight here <laughs>
6: I'd say Cormelo from um, North Star. The guy has two perfect games this year. I mean, talk about no hitter. That's one thing. A perfect game. You can't walk anybody, no errors, nothing. Um, God, could he do that in the state tournament? Because that would, be, would really be something. Uh, yeah, also, Tacoma mm-hmm. Kelly, I would just like up to walk up to Tacoma Kelly and shake his hand and say, dude, you have the coolest name in the entire tournament.
0: <laughs> definitely a leading contender for the all-name team that's that's for sure yeah north star turner get this guys core milo has thrown two perfect games this year they're yeah. they're the guy who catches core milo is josh einek well he pitches as well he's pitched a no-hitter this year and then they went up to clearwater valley for for a little tournament this year and einek was the mvp of the tournament. And uh, he got a a baseball wooden bat that was signed by both teams that played in the championship. They played a team from Washington. So, yeah, this is a North Star team that is loaded for bear. But I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, History says (laughs) the White Pine League is going to have that top team. So
10: You uh, must be from Missouri. Show me.
0: That's right the Shelby state no doubt well state 1a is gonna be a blast Gary Jones Glenn Jones I know you guys are gonna have a lot of fun on the call for for the 1a state baseball tournament and we are looking forward to that coverage that you are gonna provide thanks for doing this tonight guys appreciate it
6: absolutely Our pleasure
0: all right well big thanks to everybody that tuned in tonight and stuck with us the whole way through and left comments and, and uh, likes we did get over 20 so that check is gonna clear so'm I'm, I'm excited about that uh, good luck to everybody that that's competing and again, Idahosports.com. Uh, our proud tradition every spring to bring you every single pitch from every single state tournament, 5A all the way down to 1A. It all gets started Thursday morning. So for uh, Gary and Glenn and, and Lucas and, and Wayne and Scott and Paul and Logan and Lance and Josh, we're all going to be busy guys here over the next three days. But it's a labor of love, right, right, fellas? It is. Yep.
10: Absolutely. It. It's one of the Glass best times of the year. State playoffs. That's right. oh by the that's way
0: yeah
10: by the way this is what everybody's playing for right here oh i i wonder when that card was going to come out this is well, my state championship right from there.
6: 1994 there she blows <laughs> this is what everybody's going for one of these babies coach
10: of the year 1994 right
6: that's right it was a blessed day may 21st i can still remember the number day i'm not that old yet
0: Oh, well, Gary, hopefully a few more can join the ranks of the elite like you did. And uh, good luck to all the teams that are competing this weekend. It's going to be a blast. IdahoSports.com is going to be the place to be for all of your state baseball coverage. All right. Until then, it's almost my bedtime, guys, so I got to (laughs) go. Thanks for being with us. I'm Brandon Bainey. Uh, We'll see you starting Thursday with all the state baseball action here on IdahoSports.com. Thanks for watching.